hello and welcome back to another episode of the Twin Picks podcast. My name is Dan. My name is Nicole. <laughs> and this is a movie-based podcast where we talk about two films based on the theme. This week our topic is romance movies and stretching the theme to its absolute limit, we're going to be talking about Sing Street and Gross Point Blank. After that, we'll announce the theme for the next episode. And the final section is Stitch Up, where one of us has to watch a terrible movie. Uh, last time, our wonderful listeners on Instagram, on our Instagram poll, they voted for me because mm. they really wanted me to watch Hidden Hand. The Hidden Hand. Oh, here we go. The Hidden Hand, <laughs> Alien Contact, <laughs> and a Government Cover Up. That's what they wanted me to watch. And I did it. So stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear my thoughts on uh, Hidden Hand. I, the hidden hand before all of that we talk about whatever we want in a little cut blanche bit that we call anything goes um how you been mate i see you got out and about that's novel yeah um my it was my birthday weekend two weeks ago and i went to fraser island which was really lovely i was the only solo person on the trip though there was like someone that was had 15 people for their birthday and the rest were like couples and stuff. But I had a good time. But you were really no mates. I was a a lone ranger on this tour. (laughs) So it was a proper camping trip. You actually like slept in a tent and stuff. Yeah. On the ground. Yeah. I love love a good camping adventure. I do enjoy it, but... I have to take my, well, I say that I enjoy it. Really, the only time I ever go camping is at festivals, and that's not really camping, is it? That's just stumbling into a triangle cloth when you're absolutely (laughs) wasted. Wasted, People standing on your head and just music going off all night. It's not really camping. But when I do it, I have to make it as comfortable as possible. So I'll take like a, a little fabric mattress, I'll take nice, comfortable pillows and a nice duvet and just oh, make it all nice and comfortable. Look at you. I can't just take a sleeping bag and sleep on the ground. I had like a little mattress thing. I had my own tent, which was I was so glad because they're like two people to a tent. I was like, I don't know anyone and I don't really want to go in a random tent. Oh, no, somewhere. weird. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. oh. And then they're like, oh, there's no more tents. And, like, they, and they said, oh, we've got some spare tents. We'll just pitch a tent for you I was like yes thank god because <laughs> I do not yeah. want to I do not want to sleep with someone random I want to have my own space yeah definitely um, I should warn you about that yeah it could be anybody well, it could be th- a serial killer situation <laughs> they, they had a three-man tent but like uh three three girls from like the birthday group already took that. I was uh, like, uh, oh, uh, uh, you said three man, not three lady. Oh, it's a three but, man tent. Oh, whatever. Woo. A three person tent. Yeah. That's better. Yeah. Political correctness. <laughs> it's PC. We're a PC podcast. PC podcast. Are we? Yeah, I think we are. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. I think we are. We're all right. Yeah, I think we are. We um, cut loads out. We cut all the offensive shit out, usually. <laughs> the shit that we you you guys don't actually get to hear on this podcast. No, <laughs> totally joking. So you had a good time camping. Oh, was, I was actually really cold. I always forget when I go camping to bring, like, extra warm clothes. Should have had a word with Albert. He's got some heated socks. He would have hooked you up. Oh, yeah. Those factory socks, they sound so dangerous, though. <laughs> what about you? What have you been up to? I have been working really hard, and I treat myself by buying a PlayStation 5, which I've been on the lookout for ages, but because of this right. chip shortage, they're really hard to get hold of. Um, so I've, I downloaded a, a Notify Me Now app so that I could get notified of when they became in stock, and I ordered it, and... Bloke phoned me up and said, your PS5's here. So I drove down to Kent, picked it up. It's like a 50-mile drive. And then I uh, got it home and I was updating it for about seven hours before I could actually do Bloody anything Bloody hell. And I get to watch movies in 4K now. I have Ooh. one 4K disc. I Which have one is? 4K disc, speed 
the movie oh, Speed. Yeah. Brilliant. But speaking of movies, have you been watching much? I've watched a couple of TV shows and one of our movies that were on our list from last week. Oh, yeah. So I watched, I finally went through Clickbait. I think I mentioned it on a few episodes ago. So it was a TV show that was shot at the same time as another production that I was working on. And it's about this guy who um, he goes missing and then there's these videos of him up online saying that he's like a, he abuses women or something and if this video hits 5 million then he's going to be killed. And every episode is based on either someone that he knows or a detective part of the show. And what did I think of this show? It took... I, if I didn't know that it was shot here in Australia, I probably would have just disregarded it after the first episode or two. It gets interesting by the sixth episode, but, yeah, I don't know if it's worth watching. How many episodes are there? There's eight episodes, but it gets interesting. Oh, so you're pretty much by, there. Oh, yeah. But, well, like... I finished it at that point. Well, I did... And the the ending was kind of good and it keeps you on your toes the whole time. But to watch six episodes and then for it to get interesting was a bit like, meh. That's what I don't get about um, people that always go on about watching a certain show. I don't know, like I can't think of one now, but I've seen a couple of episodes of Game of Thrones and I didn't like it. And people were like, no, you got to stick with it. Like, it gets good in, like, in <laughs> 10 hours or whatever. It's like, yeah, but that's 10 hours of stuff that like, I've got to watch and being yeah. pulled out of my skull. No, thank you. I've only watched – I've watched the nine seasons of Game of Thrones. Still haven't watched the last season, and I've kind of just not bothered now. Game of Thrones was a bad example because people just rate that show. But, I mean, like, there are instances where – things get better in other seasons, but I just don't want to... Uh, there you go, Parks and Recreation. So I started watching the first series of that and people were like, oh, no, it's good, like, stick with it from season two. And mm. I ended up just skip it, watched a couple of episodes of season one, and then I just skipped the rest of it and went straight on to season two. But yeah. that's a TV show yeah. that you can kind of skip. Yeah. Because it's not like... Too much difference. Yeah. You can miss a few yeah. episodes. And then Nine Perfect Strangers just finished... Uh, Holy shit. Such, I like really recommend this series. But full disclosure, after watching certain episodes, like episode six, for example, I would make sure that you have some downtime and like it can mess with your brain. And it's, it's a bit heavy, it, is it? It is very heavy. Like Asha, Asha Ketty, who you wouldn't really know, but anyone from Australia would know her from a TV show called Offspring and she's in this series. Um, In this episode she, like, has a mental breakdown and she does it so well but it's just like you you finish the episode and you're just like, oh, very heavy Mm. but would recommend. And it's definitely out in the UK. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime I think, isn't it? Yeah. What have you been up watching? Uh, I watched a movie called God Bless America, which was directed by, I always get this guy's name wrong, uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite. And Sarah will be listening to this and shouting at her telephone <laughs> the correct pronunciation. Because <laughs> it's probably wrong. Um, but he's probably most known for playing Mr. Zed in Police Academy. Uh, you've seen Police Academy. I have a very, very long time ago. It was yeah. great. Mr. Zip. Hi, Mr. Zip. That guy. <laughs> he's a director and he made a film called God Bless America, which is really good. It's about a guy who gets told he's, he has terminal cancer and then just goes uh, on a rampage and ends up murdering people that are fucking annoying. Bloody hell. <laughs> like, like uh, you know, you get your like sweet 16 teen shows where there's a brat kid that's moaning because she's got the wrong color Porsche or something. Like he'll just <laughs> like he'll just go and murder people like that. And uh, it's really good. It's really good. It was right up my street. I really enjoyed that. I watched Shang-Chi. 
yeah. Uh, the new Marvel film, which was all right. It was pretty good. Went yeah. bad. It's not upper tier MCU for me. It's it's about mid tier. Been watching anything else, mate? Yeah, I watched The Lobster because that oh, was something that I lobster. really. <laughs> Who turns into I a really... lobster? <laughs> I thought the movie was called The Lobster because lobsters mate for or they mate for life, according to friends. That's penguins. That's friends, but lobsters stick together. You don't get your uh, animal knowledge from Phoebe from Friends, do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Probably a bad, bad call, mate. <laughs> Pulling to her old um, smelly, which is true. Smelly cat. Um, oh, no, let's not make this a Friends podcast. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, it was different. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, but I know what it's about. It's very bizarre. So it's based. So if there's like not a, there's not supposed to be any single pe- people, and they go to this like hotel retreat or whatever it is, and within forty days you need to find your partner, and if you don't find your partner, you turn into a particular animal of your choice of your choosing. And Colin Colin Farrell is it Colin Farrell? Yeah. He decides that he should be a lobster. It's his animal that he would want to turn into. But yeah, very bizarre. It would be, I, I enjoyed it. And mm. if I told my family to watch this, they'll be like, what the fuck is this about? It's like one of those Swiss Army Man kind of movies. Yeah. Very, very weird. Yeah, a bit was, off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of glad we didn't. Re- I think. I think uh, Sing Street was a lot of a better option. I think so. I've not seen The Lobster, but it might be a bit. I don't know. How do you talk about? I'd, we can't really talk about it without spoiling it, can we? Because like I keep mm. saying, I haven't seen it, but I do know the conceit, um, which is one reason why I've not seen it. So you watched The Lobster movie? Um, anything I else? The Lobster movie. That's all I've watched this week. I watched a movie called Malignant, which has just dropped on HBO Max, which is by. James Wan, I believe he wrote it and directed it. And I guess off the back of making a billion dollars on Aquaman, studio just kind of went, "Ah, yeah, mate, mate, go and make a movie. Make whatever you want. And he made this film that just is the most nuts thing I've seen in ages. It's crazy. I didn't love it. I didn't didn't think it was, I didn't think it was great. I had a few issues with it. But it was nuts, and it's maybe on another day I might have watched it and been like, "Oh, this is great! This is a lot of fun." Um, but for whatever reason, I just didn't quite get it. It didn't quite gel with me. <laughs> it's, again, a bit like the lobster. It's very difficult to talk about without spoiling it because the most interesting thing about it is the spoiler. Other than that, it's pretty. I thought dull. And slightly jarring in places with some of the sound design um, mm. and some of the creative choices that were made, I found were a bit baffling. Um, but having said that, I would much rather get movies like this that just swing for the fences and just go for it and go nuts. And me go, yeah, that wasn't for me, than see another cookie cutter horror movie where there's jump scare here and a a creepy doll there and all the stuff that you've seen before. So at least he tried something different. Definitely. That's good. Um, Would I recommend it? No, I don't think I would recommend it. And that's about it for me, mate. That's everything that I've watched this week. Have you got anything else to talk about? That is all. So let's move on to section two, which is a bit where we talk about our romance movies. And uh well obviously this was your choice of theme because it's not something that i would have picked in a million years um <laughs> but as it was your choice of theme you've had to come up with a topic intro for us so what have yeah. you got for us this time mate <laughs> interested so uh hmm. i hope you don't kill your girlfriend what have you done I've got her to answer some questions and I'm going to see how well you know Sarah. No, I'm totally joking. I would never fucking do that to you guys. You had me coming there. <laughs> you asshole. 
Hey, I don't think I don't feel like the whole podcast needs to know about your relationship. I think well, it, it should be it should be kept private. Agreed. <laughs> Which is why I was worried. So the quiz is the hopeless romantic test. Let's see how much of a hopeless romantic. <laughs> well, I know the answer. What's a hopeless romantic? Someone that wants to find love but just can't seem... They're looking in all the wrong places. <laughs> How are we doing this? I'm going to ask you these questions and it's multiple choice and then we'll find we'll figure it out at the end. Apparently there's 17 questions, but we'll run 17 through. questions? You'll run through it really quickly, don't worry. Fuck me. Right, <laughs> well, we better get started then if I want to get anything else done today. So... If you want to watch speed later. Exactly. All right. Question one. Do you think that fate or destiny plays a role in love? Absolutely. Nope. Question number two. <laughs> Not at all. Done. Do you believe in love at first sight? No. Nope. Question number three. <laughs> do, you th- do you think finding your true love is possible? Yes. Yes, absolutely. For most part, somewhat. Well, it's either possible or it's not. So, yes, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. There's someone for everyone. Yeah. Uh, question four. Have you and a partner ever had a special song that you called your own? I mean, everyone's done that, haven't they, at some point? I don't think I ever have. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to put yes, yes for you. Yes, next question. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I hope I'm not a hopeless romantic. I hope it doesn't get to the end. It's like you are a hopeless romantic. I'll be like, oh no, Cosmo Quiz said I am a hopeless romantic. I've got to change my entire outlook on my entire life because a fucking magazine quiz said so. Question five: What your garbage is being done? Yeah, I can hear a large truck reversing. Uh, okay. Um, Question five, which of the following best describes your idea of an ideal date? An evening of pool, beer, nachos and the local pool hall, a picnic in the park, a candlelit dinner, meal at a fine restaurant followed by theatre or ballet, a walk together, a meal at a local diner and a movie, Coffee, biscotti at a hip cafe or evening at a lively dance club? The movie one. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. Uh, question six. In which of the following places or manners would you feel best is proposing marriage or being proposed to? In a cafe, by a waterfall at, or sunset, in a place that a personal significant to your partner... On a special day, an aeroplane dragging a banner proposing on TV. God, that yeah, would be that one. That, the aeroplane really? one. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's the most ridiculous one. No, oh, what's the most ridiculous one? At home, oh no, yeah, at home with some special setting. Oh no, that's fun. Oh yeah, that's a bit corny. With rose petals and stuff. Oh, no, thank you. The aeroplane one. Let's move on. We've got 17 <laughs> of these fucking things to get through. <laughs> At a family reunion? We're not choosing that one? No. God. Question number seven. Question number seven. You've been away from your lover for a month <laughs> and really miss him or her a lot. How do you express your feelings to them? By email, by e-card, by telephone, by a handwritten letter of a special stationery, or by sending them a small gift, e.g. flowers, teddy bear, etc. Can I have the aeroplane with a banner message again? I'm just going to say that you're going to send them an aeroplane with with the message. That's what we're going to say. Question A, what would you do with love letters that have been sent to you? I save them all no matter what they were for. I would only save the ones that were significant. I save the ones from a current lover. I wouldn't save any of them. Wouldn't save any of them. Really? Terrible. Number nine. How do you respond to the pregnant love stories in movies or novels? Uh, the what? We- 
the pregnant love stories. <laughs> Pognant? I don't know. Poignant. Poignant. <laughs> yeah. Should I say it again? It's up to you. I can leave it in as a, as a gag or you can say it again and we can pretend it never happened. We'll leave it in. <laughs> that's what she said. All right. um, I suffer through them. I think feel like that's going to be you. I don't mind them. They're not my preference. I like a good love story. I'm moved to tears and see, read a love good a, a good love story. I feel like you would suffer through them. What? Oh, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> I've completely forgotten. All I can focus on is the word poignant. How would you respond to a question? poignant love stories in movies or novels? You suffer uh, through them. Do I? All right, I'll do that one. Doesn't or, matter. Next question. Or you, or you gag or run. <laughs> Let's put gag and yeah, run. Gag. In your opinion, the perfect wedding ceremony would be traditional in a church. Clearly not. Not happening. <laughs> Small and simple in Vegas with Elvis. If you had to Definitely choose one. Definitely not in Vegas with Elvis because okay. he's dead. And also um, it wouldn't happen. So I guess the most like that would be the small wedding. And simple. To you, Valentine's Day is... A sham. Nothing special at all. Done. You are celebrating a special occasion with your lover at a fancy romantic restaurant. As you're waiting for food, how are you sitting? What the hell? <laughs> On a chair. <laughs> I am leaning towards my partner and holding hands. I am leaning in and talking privately. I'm sitting back, relaxing. I'm sitting upright in a good and old posture. What a stupid fucking question. <laughs> no. Um, holding hands. Okay. Question 14. You are sitting in an audience of a wedding. Oh, God. I know the answer to this Jeez. question. <laughs> I think it would have been better to ask Sarah questions and do this quiz. Okay. I think her answers would be identical to mine. <laughs> yeah, no. You were sitting in an audience of a wedding. You don't know the bride or the groom very well. While they are saying their vows, what would you most likely be? Daydreaming? Yes. Oh, no. No, no. There's not. Is it daydreaming about your own wedding? Definitely not. Daydreaming, shouting something that has n nothing to do with the wedding, smiling and enjoying the ceremony, misty-eyed, or dying of boredom. Dying of boredom. I oh, didn't yes. need to be involved in that question at all. <laughs> right. Next one. Do you remember your first kiss? Yeah, of course okay. I do. There's two more questions. Which of the following romantic gestures have you done to for a partner before? Check all that applies. Wrote a poem or a love letter. <laughs> no? Okay. Made rather than bought a gift. So you've made something for that person. Uh, I may have edited things like photos or videos or whatever. Uh, does that count? Yeah. Like a scrapbook right. or something. So, yes. Yep. Dedicated a song on the radio? No. Okay. Hid a little love note in an odd place, lunch bag, mirror, etc. That's a little thing. I'm going to say no. Called or text messaged them saying goodnight? Yeah. Yeah. Called or text them to say, I love you, oh, I miss you? That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, cooked a romantic dinner? Yeah. Gave them a massage or a foot rub. Yeah. Made breakfast in bed. These are all foreplay, so yeah. <laughs> 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 Pl 
planned it as spontaneous weekend getaway. Yeah. <laughs> Finished a task he or she normally hates doing, cleaning cleaning the cat litter, washing the dishes. <laughs> I've never cleaned up the cat litter. I wouldn't go within a, a thousand metres of a fucking cat litter. <laughs> Wash the dishes, taking the clothes off, taking the clothes to the dry cleaners. Have you done that before? I haven't I'm taken saying. the clothes to the dry cleaners, no. Uh, gave that a spon- specific task. <laughs> gave a spontaneous gift. Yeah. Yeah, you've done that. I feel like All things done. that I think that everybody should just do just in a relationship do. and not yeah. wait for fucking Valentine's Day or a birthday or Christmas. Or an anniversary. Just do nice shit. Yeah. Last question. In your opinion... Oh, <laughs> In your opinion, which of the following anniversaries are worth celebrating or acknowledging? (laughs) (laughs) We know the answer to this question. The day you met your partner, your first date, the day that you became a couple, the first time you kissed, or your wedding day? Whatever works for you. I don't care. I'm just going to say the first one. Let's see your score. Did I win? This is too long. Test results. I'm I'm just going to go to the loo while you your test results. It says romance index is 65. That will do. I need you. I'm going to the toilet. (laughs) Okay. Because Dan doesn't really care. I'm just going to say this right now for you guys. And then when he comes back, we'll talk about the two, our two films. So apparently his romance index is 65. According to his score, he's a bit of a hopeless romantic. Rose petals, a a tall glass of wine, touching moments and sweet words are all lovely gestures that you enjoy receiving. That that did not come out of his quiz. Oh, this is a load of shit. Oh, advice. Here we go. This is the advice. Romance doesn't have to be complicated or expensive. Oh, yeah. Dad already fucking knows this. This right, quiz was a load of shit. Happening? No I've just told fucking the shit. <laughs> I've just told the listeners your score and a few little things are part of the quiz. And apparently right, the advice. Is this between you and them or, or do I get yeah. to find out? Well, you can fucking listen to this afterwards. I don't think you really care. Yeah. yeah. And that's just the end of my intro. <laughs> All right. Awesome. And I'll find out later then whether I was a hopeless romantic or not. <laughs> so moving on to our movies then. We, as yes. we said before, pushing the or stretching the romance theme right to its limits. Sing Street and Gross Point Blank. Two movies with 80 soundtracks. I've got Gross mm. Point Blank on in the background. Yes. And... Oh, bloody hell, we've been f- fucking about so much with the, the start of this podcast that the movie's nearly finished. Is it? Um, no. I think that we should start with Sing Street because that's the one I've got notes on first. Cool. Yeah. So Sing Street came out in 2016. It's 106 minutes long. It was directed by John Carney. The tagline on Letterbox reads, Boy meets girl, girl unimpressed, boy starts band. And the synopsis reads, a boy growing up in Dublin during the 1980s escapes his strained family life by starting a band to impress the mysterious girl he likes. It stars Ferdia Walsh-Pilo as Connor, Lucy Boynton as Rafina, Maria Doyle as Penny and Aidan Gillen as Robert. And also Christian from Midsummer, but I didn't write his, his name down. So, oh, yeah. uh, Look it up on Letterboxd if you're interested. Yeah, I mean... This movie is about a boy what writes some songs and starts a band. But it's set in the 80s, so it's kind of what I liked about it is that it, it takes a lot of influences from real 80s music and pop culture. Mm-hmm. And the characters are changed and they go through various bits of growth and they change their look to suit the uh, aesthetic of certain bands in the 80s. And I liked that touch. Um, but I would say the... the the biggest uh, thing about this film, and it's a su- surprising f- thing to me because it's um, the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack's great. And would you, I mean, but would you class this as a musical? 
That's the question that I have for you. Uh, no, I would. I probably class this as more of a musician's film, not a musical, because hmm. they're not like going in singing and dancing every two seconds. Yeah, there there are a few songs in it, but it's kind of worked. They're a band, so it's just part of the yeah. narrative. The songs are important to the story of the film, and they're well made, and they actually sound like authentic. 80s-ish sounding sounding mm. songs and the reason I asked you whether or not you thought it was a musical because that's the reason that I put off watching this film is because I thought it was a musical and I watched it not that long ago actually a couple of months ago because Sarah wow. had said let's put this film on technically it's, it's kind of a musical uh, but I think you like it so I was kind of dreading it like putting it on but then when they played that first song that riddle of the model I was like oh this this song's actually quite Sounds good and right. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm. Which I think that was my favourite my favorite original song in this film was that one. Um, what did you think of the soundtrack in this? Did you? Yeah, I really, I really like the soundtrack. I, I was, I almost thought that this was based off a real band. I was like, oh, Sing Street. Yeah. Were they a band back in the 80s? But they weren't. And there was like um, articles saying that potentially it was based off, you know, U2 and John Carney was oh, really? potentially going to um, collaborate with U2 and another band. I forgot what the other band was called. But then they, their schedules didn't line up kind of thing. Um, but it's not based It's not based off U2 at all. But it was good. I really liked it. The, the, the final track that they've got on this film which is not 80s at all. It would be more like maybe 90s or noughties, I would think. What was when it? they're crossing, it's um, I think I was going to say Avril Lavigne, Adam Levine. Uh, Adam what's Levine. it called? I think. Isn't Adam from, Levine an actor? He's a singer, really. He was in Maroon Five. Oh, Maroon Five. So. Uh, John Carney did another movie prior to this, which is called Begin Again, which I've mentioned before. And Adam Levine mm. is like the main singer, the like the lead male singer in that film with Karen Knightley. Yeah. I wonder if you would enjoy that film. I feel like it's completely, I mean, it is music, music based kind of like this film, but I feel like the tracks in it you would probably not enjoy as much i don't know put the soundtrack on one day and if yeah you, if you like it watch it well i think if i didn't enjoy the music in sing street i do think that that would really heavily affect my opinion of it mm. but i but it is it is a funny movie as well set in a, a bit of a bleak kind of setting where the characters are, are young and they're trying to escape this uh, escape depressing Ireland. situation. Yeah, but I really, I really enjoyed the brother relationship. We mentioned Christian for Midsummer yeah. and his glorious wig and his jumpers as well. Sarah <laughs> said to mention his jumpers. Um, but I really liked their dynamic and I liked his arc as well and his like ending to the movie where he kind of helps Connor. And Rafina escape Dublin onto the boat, and um, yeah. like he has this whole emotional response to it as well. And I, I really liked all that. I thought it was a really strong, powerful movie with some good music, some good costumes. Like the, the production design was was great. I thought um, it just I could tell that it was made with love and care, and I really enjoyed the music in it. And it was my second watch, and I enjoyed it i would say about the same not more or yeah, less cool. but it was about the same but i think it would be a while before i watch it again i'll listen to the soundtrack all the time i was listening to mm. it when we started recording earlier but i noticed that this was on your want to watch list on on letterboxd so has it been on your radar for a while then it's been yeah it's been on my radar for a little bit i think it came to my attention when i listened to track nerds I was like, and yeah, I've I've watched Begin Again, and wanted to watch this, and I was like, oh yeah, maybe for the podcast I'll I'll pop it on, which we've done. 
Um, yeah, because it was on your picks, wasn't it? You, it was one of your three, and we were yeah. talking about Lobster earlier, which was another one. So I'm glad that we didn't, we didn't no, go for that one. It was we very quirky. Straight. Both of our films were a bit of fun this week, I, I, find, I thought. Yeah, they were both kind of – they did have romance in, so I'll argue with anyone that, that says that we're – not following through on our, our promise think, of romance movies because they are yeah. romantic. Yeah. There's, there's lovely bits in it, and that's kind of the whole point of the movies. So I think that they totally qualify. Um, they just you happen to have... be funny and well-made and not shit yeah. like a normal rom-com. <laughs> um, well, yeah, because he, you know, he wanted to create – he only created a band because he was interested and this young lady, so yeah, it's the whole premise of this film. And he's like, I really enjoyed. I mentioned Christian's. Um, I just, it's just in my brain now. He's just called Christian from Midsummer. Yeah. Um, I really, I was, I mentioned I enjoyed his arc, but also Connor's. Like, he started out the film as being a bit of a nervous Nelly and and stuff, and but by the end of the film, he's like got his own voice and he's got his own. Style. Kind of thing that he's going for, season mm. style, and I really enjoyed that. There's there's a lot of character progression, really excellent scripts, great music. Yeah, good, a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching this again, mate. But it will be a while before I visit it again, as I said. A question for you: the eighties was that right. when film clips kind of started coming out? Or was it more the seventies? Oh, what uh, music videos? Yeah. Yeah, it was mostly eighties. I, I would. Mm. I think there was probably a few outliers in the seventies, a few bands that probably created some videos for their stuff. But it certainly in the eighties, with the rise of MTV and stuff like that, that was really yeah. when it came into its own as an art form. I really enjoyed them creating their own film clips for their tracks as well. Mm. Like the first, the first film clip that they created, and they're all in these like really, like their outfits don't really match and they're a little bit whack. And she's like, what the hell are you guys wearing? They're like, we've got no idea. Like they had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, but it's great. That's what I enjoyed about it is that, but they're just Mm. doing it. They're sort of making it. Have you ever uh, made a music video? Have I ever made a music video? No, I don't think so. It wasn't part of my, I know there's certain unis that they, um, with film school, they create a music video. Mm. Have you? Uh, Accidentally, yeah, kind of by force because the sound was so terrible that we couldn't record any of our dialogue. So we just decided to just shoot whatever we thought was interesting and then just put music over the top top of it. So it kind of turned out to be a music video accidentally. Yeah, it's called I Know What You Did With My Mother. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely, that's what it's called. Um, Awesome, so... Wrapping it up then, wrapping up our thoughts on Sing Street. Really, yeah. really enjoyed watching this again. It mm-hmm. breezed along nicely. The songs are great. I didn't feel the urge to skip the songs as I do with some musicals, quote unquote musicals. Um, solid film, 8 out of 10. Same. That's what I would give this film, 8 out of 10. Awesome. Let's move on to Gross Point Blank. This is one of my absolute favourite movies of all time. I, I adore this film. Uh, it came out in 1997 when I was a mere 13-year-old boy, so that probably has a lot to do with it. It was directed by George Armitage. It came out, as I said, in 1997. It's 107 minutes long. The tagline on Letterbox reads, Even a hitman deserves a second shot. Ha! <laughs> Clever pun. Synopsis reads, hmm. Martin Blank is a hitman for hire. When he starts to develop a conscience, he botches a couple of routine jobs on the advice of his secretary and his... I was going to say physicist and his psychiatrist, he decides to attend his 10 year high school reunion in Gross Point, Michigan. And it stars John Cusack as Martin Blank, mini driver as Debbie, Dan Aykroyd as Grocer and Joan Cusack as Marcella, who obviously is John Cusack's sister. There's a fair few Cusacks in this film. Apparently most of his family. There's a bill in it, I think. Yeah. Um, Also, also, Hank Azaria is in it. Uh, Jeremy Piven is in it. The bloke what was in The Walking Dead is in it and reads a poem. So really, yeah, it's about... We follow John Cusack's character and he's kind of having an existential crisis. We mentioned in the synopsis that he's botched a couple of jobs. I think one of them, the most 
the one that keeps coming up in the film is that he accidentally killed a dog and they keep bringing up, oh, you killed Bucho or whatever. And that's like a recurring joke in the film. And that's the reason that the hitman at the, the high school is trying to get him is because he killed some powerful person's dog. Right. He starts having a crisis, goes back to his high school reunion, tries to reconnect with Debbie, who is his long lost first love, who he abandoned on prom night back in, I assume, the 80s. It has a, a an 80s and 90s soundtrack, and it's got some songs in there that I discovered for the first time while watching this film. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why I really like it. Like the English beat Mirror in the Bathroom track I'd never heard before, and that's the track that they play when they're having a fight outside the lockers. The, the thing that I really enjoy about this film is that all of the characters in it, no matter how small their part is they are memorable in some way and they have a kind of a memorable interaction with the main character like jeremy piven that i mentioned his mate 10 years man and yeah. um obviously debbie and you've got debbie's dad uh, and felix felix la poubelle um is the hitman that's going after john cusack He's actually yeah. a real life <laughs> kickboxer and La Poubelle literally means bin is in French. Bullshit. Yeah. I'm curious to think about what your um, thoughts on it are because I, I don't think you've seen this one before, have you? So it's a first time watch? No. I watched this um, this morning actually and I really enjoyed it. Like, a, I feel like it's a good classic 90s film and I'm surprised that I, I've never heard of it before. Really? You've not um, heard of it? No, That's I've never heard of Yeah. I guess it's I like, was... it, it probably is like a slightly unknown film, or it's not like a, a mainstream, mainstream movie. I just happened to be right place, right time when it came out and watched it a lot on VHS. Yeah. I mean, I was seven years old when this film came out. So yeah. yeah. Well, I was, I was seven when watching... Terminator 2 came out. Oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> I was busy over in Europe, I think, in 97. When you were seven? Yeah. It was funny throughout this film. He's like a really, as you said, he does some a lot of botched jobs. Like he's trying to poison this guy from the room above and mm. the, the poison's supposed to go into his mouth and he just slightly turns. So he goes downstairs and just bloody shoots him. Yeah. And the guys that were paying him weren't really impressed by it. Well, I was like, well, we fucking killed him, so what do you want me to do about it? I did the job. Yeah. And um, that's when sort of Dan Aykroyd's character, Grocer, comes into the fold a bit more because he's trying to unionise the assassin business and he wants John Cusack, Martin Blank, to join his business and for them all to kind of work together. Cusack mm. obviously refuses and then that kind of sets up the scene for the third act in the movie where they have the final shootout. Which, that's another thing that I really enjoy about this film is that it's funny, the soundtrack is great, but the action and the gunfights are also excellent and kind of standard that you would see in an action film. And just all of that tied together, it's kind of a perfect mix of a 13-year-old boy's idea of a good movie. And I guess I still have the mind of a 13-year-old boy because I still love it. And I, I tend to, I watch it probably about once a year, this this movie. It doesn't oh, do get you? old. I can put it on in the background. And, and invariably, I just tend to just pay attention to it because I think it's just a really well-made film. Tight script, brilliant soundtrack, and it's it, it's funny. And as I said, the action is really, really solid. Yeah. And I don't feel like this film ages for me. Like, it's very set in its time period, but... It's kind of timeless to me just because of those things. When I agreed to watch, to choose this film for the podcast, afterwards I immediately was like, oh, I hope I don't regret this. And I, and I don't. Good. I'm glad that we watched it. Because what did you have? You had The Big Sick and you had Super yeah. Bob. Yeah. And, like, I'd, I'd seen The Big Sick anyway, so I'm glad that I got to watch something different mm. for this podcast. And it was just like... Just funny shit like his his home, his um his family home when he goes to go see his mum is now a convenience store. Mm. Like it, I've never heard of that in a in a in a movie before. I thought that was really hilarious. And their shootouts it was just like just sh- shooting like thousands of bullets, and then yeah. there's a bomb in the microwave, and quickly have to get the 
guy from the convenience store out and then he's pissed off that yeah. he's he doesn't have a job anymore yeah it's an it's an excellent movie and i'm really glad that you had a good time with it mate yeah uh, it's a film i've watched over and over again it never gets old for me nine out of ten solid movie wow i mm, what am i gonna give this i'm gonna give this a seven and a half for my first watch okay it will change potentially it was good i enjoyed it awesome Let's um, let's announce what we're going to be picking next week then, because we take it in turns to pick the theme. Romance was your choice of theme. So usually it would be going back to me to choose a topic. But this time, something a bit different. We've got our friends Rich and Logan from History and Film Podcast joining us to help us choose some movies. They're picking the theme and the films, and we've recorded it already. You have almost finished you you were tasked with the, the the huge joy of editing <laughs> our four track our first yeah. ever four track podcast so yeah. um don't forget to tune in next week to hear us choose some movies with history and film the final section is stitch up where one of us has to watch a terrible movie and as we said right up top i lost the last poll and i had to watch the hidden hand alien contact and the government cover up i'm going to start with being totally yes. honest with you, because I sat down, I've been putting this movie off. I've been putting it off all week, thinking that it was William and Kate this week. <laughs> so I sat down last night. I even lined up William and Kate. I had it on pause because it's on Amazon Prime here in the UK. Brilliant. Mm. And then I went for a walk to Morrison's to get some alcohol because I desperately needed booze to get me through that. <laughs> And on my walk back, it occurred to me, hang on, I don't think it is William Kate. It's actually The Hidden Hand. I did watch The Hidden Hand. I sat down to watch it last night. And I, I think I said to you before that it's kind of the thing that I probably would have put on anyway. Yeah. Because I find these sorts of things fascinating for various reasons. But it's definitely the sort of thing that I would have put on. But it's definitely the sort of thing that I would have turned off after six minutes. And when I once I realized what it was, and what was that, Dan? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. But basically, this film was a it was a documentary with a, a load of talking heads and people recounting their quote unquote alien encounters. It didn't offer any interesting information that I didn't know about already. And I think right. this was made a while ago. It came out in 2013, and oh, I'm just I'm not reading this synopsis. All right, let's, let's read it a little bit and see how we go. The Hidden Hand is a controversial award-winning documentary that explores the possibility of an extraterrestrial presence here on Earth. Oh, yeah, they do go into that a little bit. So they get... Do, are you familiar with the works of one David Icke? No. He's a, conspiracy, a British conspiracy theorist. Fascinating guy. He was right. a goalkeeper. Uh, he was a goalkeeper in, in football for years, apparently, and then decided to become uh, someone that talks about how the royal family are actually lizards. Again, <laughs> which may or may not be true, but I don't believe there is any evidence for it. Yeah, and there's this whole subsection of, of society that believe that lizards, lizard people really exist. Right. And I'm not going to mention any names, but I once knew a person that believed that. And I'm not saying that like to take the piss or whatever. Obviously, I don't believe that. It's just a fact that there are people that believe that. Yeah, so as I said before, it's really just people sitting around going, oh, someone an anal, someone put an anal probe in me once and it, it was very unpleasant. A couple of mildly interesting bits that were clearly just included for you to go, oh. So apparently, and I haven't looked this up to see if it's true, apparently NASA wrote to Spielberg when he was making Close Encounters a 25-page document. Um. I don't know why or what that was about or if it even happened, but they claim that it happened in this documentary. So, right. um, and that's probably the most interesting thing I've got to say about this film, mate. I would have turned it off after six minutes. There was no mileage in me doing a commentary track for this at all. Cause it just would have been me going, Oh, fucking another person talking about this. <laughs> and I got sucked up into the alien ship. Um, not very interesting. I thought it was an award-winning documentary. I would love to see what awards it, it won. I might look that up after, actually. I wonder yeah. what awards it did win. Um, Like a 0. 0.5 out of 10. 
wasn't even entertaining. I could have turned this off early and just, it added nothing new to my life. And I can't even get five minutes of entertaining discussion out of it. So that's how <laughs> fucking dull this movie is. I'm so glad. Yeah. Because you were Good. you were saying that you. you were saying that this was going to be you probably would enjoy this film, but you didn't. So no, so well done. That's me done for another one. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's find out who lost the next poll or who oh. is losing the next poll, which was Cool Cat Saves the Kids for You versus William and Kate for me. So we had eight votes in total. Oh, so it's an even number. So it could be a draw. Mm. But it's not because five people voted for you to watch Cool Cat Saves no the Kid. Way. Awesome. So I've got to choose a film to replace Cool Cat Saves the Kids for the next poll, which will go on our Instagram page. I'm choosing a movie sticking with the cat theme called Nine Lives. It's available on Letterboxd. And I, I'm just looking for cat movies for you to watch. Uh, it is tactical. So the next poll then is Cool Cat Saves the Kids for You versus William and Kate for Me, which you can vote for Nicole on our Instagram page at TwinPixPod. You can reach out to the show on TwinPixPod at gmail.com. Uh, where can we find you, mate? You can find me on Instagram at Chikanika or Nika Creative. Great. So thanks very much for listening. And don't forget to tune in next week to hear us choose some movies with our pals history and film. So we'll see you then. Bye. Yeah.